Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Bill Small today from Austin, Texas. Now Bill has been an entrepreneur, a musician and a business coach. He's the owner of Artist Mind, where for the last 20 plus years he's been helping out people become the best version of themselves. So let's welcome Bill and we'll find out about his story. So welcome Bill. Oh, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So tell tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Well, all I really ever wanted to do was play music. I announced to my dad, he reminded me of this not long ago, that when I, when I was 12, I announced that I was going to be a professional musician. And I can only say that he, you know, my parents must have been really cool because they didn't send me to boarding school or military school right after that. <laughs> they said, okay, great. That sounds wonderful. And, uh, that is the profession that I chased and uh, was in while doing a lot of other things early on, having lots of other kinds of jobs that at the time I didn't like and didn't want, but I'm so glad I did every single one of them because they've informed everything uh, since then. Especially I, I ended up doing a lot of retail and, uh, that's just a great skill to have to be able to be with people in that way. Uh, and then somewhere along the line uh, in my own kind of personal development journey, I was doing some coursework and I got trained to coach people, but I had no idea that was something that you could do for a job. And all the while I'm playing music and pursuing that and making records and playing with bands and, uh, in 2007, I had been in this band, uh, newish band for me, for about a year, year and a half, and we had our first record out, and we had spent about six or eight months after the record came out, kind of touring endlessly around Texas, and actually, it's the first time I played in D.C., went to D.C. and was on XM Radio, and did some really fun things. But when I got home from that, I was tired and I had no money. <laughs> and there was nothing to do for a couple of months. It wasn't real busy. And I was getting concerned. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who I knew was also a, like a really good coach. But he's a filmmaker by trade. And he said that he had just gotten this job coaching people. And I was like, oh, that's great. And we talked about it. And I hung up the phone. And after I hung up the phone, this light bulb went, went off over my head. It's like, wait a minute. And I picked the phone back up and I said, did you say that you were getting paid to coach people? And he said, yes. And I said, are they hiring? And uh, it turns out they were. And I actually already knew the person who was running that part of the business. Uh, I think I started two weeks later. And so uh, from January of 2008, until October or November, uh, actually of 2009, uh, I, th I think I coached probably close to 200 people. Uh, at one point, I, I was managing 37 clients at once, which was fantastic because either that's going to make you quit because it's too much, or it's going to make you go, yeah, I really love this. And for me, it made me go, yeah, I really love this. And of course, by mid-2009, people weren't really paying for 
uh, high dollar coaching programs anymore. They were trying to keep their houses. Uh, and uh, I just, I, I left that business, but I, I kept, I always kept coaching people kind of on the side a little bit. And then uh, we had a, a child 10 years ago and I decided I ought to uh, maybe get a little more serious about my coaching business. So I did. And uh, now I probably do a little bit more of that, especially since the pandemic, than playing music. But I try to keep it even. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about what you coached people in and uh, yeah. uh, and how, how did all of that come about? Like, you know, how did you... How did you know what they needed and how did you know what to deliver? Mm. Well, you know, the only thing that ever gets in your way is you. I'm the only thing that ever got in my way of doing anything. I still do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I was coaching uh, my, my first, that first professional coaching job, we had, a, we had kind of a framework that we started with. We were actually um, coaching for Mm -hmm. A couple of uh, authors from the book and the movie, The Secret. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of the material and the place we started with people um, came out of that work. Mm -hmm. but, but basically, it doesn't matter to me if you're the, uh, the owner of a you know, mid-sized business with a bunch of employees or you're a solopreneur at home or really if you're some high-level executive. Um, the only thing that's tripping you up if you're getting tripped up or that's keeping you stuck if you're stuck is you. So what I became good at is helping people find out, okay, great, how am I actually getting in my way? Because it's so hard to see for yourself. You can't really see that. And then, okay, great, what do I do about it? Uh, and just employing some really simple tools to help people do that. And then I think there comes a point. I mean, you own a business right? So you know what this is like. Who does a business owner talk to? When you have problems to work out, when you have things to do, when you have stuff to figure out, when you're not sure where to go next, or some problem crops up, who do you go to? It, it's a pretty lonely gig. So having a trusted advisor who's not uh, financially dependent upon your business, you know, is not part of it, can be really, really helpful. And that's really where I end up, I think, with most of my clients is someone that uh, it's almost like having a business partner that doesn't own part of your business. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, your, your journey on the music end of mm -hmm. it, you know, that being one of your passions. Yes. I know you've kind of tried to, you know, always be close to it, but have there been times when you had to, distance yourself from it and and you've been coming back to it from time to time you know this that's interesting no um this is the pandemic is the first time i've ever distanced myself from it uh and it's because i had to of course the 18 months from i would say the middle of 2018 through the end of 2019 I put 52,000 miles on my car and almost all of that was music related. Uh, I went from playing a hundred to 150 shows a year to zero. Uh, and it's been actually kind of great 
because I didn't realize that maybe I don't want to do exactly that forever. Uh, it's pretty, it's strenuous. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's hard work uh, driving all those miles and uh, doing all that. And I'm actually still working on what's next as I am able to enter back into playing. I've already played more this year than I did in probably in all of last year. Um, and looking at, okay, what's it going to look like now? But that's the great thing about these two pursuits of coaching and music. I don't really have to, they don't get in the way of each other. You know, I can, I can coach people from anywhere and uh, where, wherever the music takes me. You know, when you look at some, some of these things that we do because we are passionate about them, like, you know, for instance, music, how do you, how do you, kind of draw a line between your passion or the creative mm -hmm. side of what you do versus actually treating it as a business, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, you know, business is creative too. I look at it as it's all creative. And if you can look at your business as just as creative as your creative work, whatever you think that is, you might end up being a better business person. And yeah, it's, uh, it's the classic tale. I don't think I even realized I had a business for years, even though I did, working as a musician. I owned a recording studio. I did all kinds of stuff and never really thought about it, I don't think, appropriately as a business. And I know a lot of musicians who don't. You know, I, I don't think they really think of it that way. And it's helpful too. But I also think it can be, um, it can trip you up a little bit too. Because you don't want to think, well, it's a business, so I have to do it this particular way. And especially in creative work, um, you know, the music business is crazy and it's changing every five minutes. So the more creative you can be, the more of that you can bring to how you operate your business, the better. Now, of course, there's the tough stuff, like you still have to be able to create an appropriate business entity and do your books or have somebody do them and deal with taxes. And you know, that stuff messes people up in every business. Right. Um, but as long as you get past that, <laughs> I'm not suggesting being creative in your bookkeeping, just in, uh, in other things. Yeah. But you know, one thing that you mentioned, you know, you, you, you mentioned that one time when you kind of got back and you were tired and you didn't have money, mm. but isn't that the story with a lot of, uh, people that pursue creative ventures purely from the passion in their heart, then yes. it, it's very difficult for them to see it as a business proposition, even to, even to digest the fact that, Hey, I can be paid for doing this, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I have a saying now, and I use this with both music and coaching. I don't play music for money, but you have to pay me. Right. Right. I think that sums it up. You're right. Yeah. And I say that about coaching too. I don't, I don't really coach people for money, but you do have to pay me. So when you, when you look at, um, um, so do you, do you actually coach people on the music side of things too? I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So when you, when you look at, uh, uh, you know, the people that you work with and, you know, f for a lot of people, we talk about the growth mindset yes. and, uh, and a lot of them are oblivious to it. You know, you, you, you find that out. Um, how do you work with them, you know, in order to make sure that they understand the growth mindset and uh, 
actually work on their own mindset to get it on track. Honestly, I don't think anyone who doesn't have at least a glimmer mm-hmm. of a growth mindset mm-hmm. has ever hired me as a coach or maybe ever hired anybody as a coach. I think you have to want to improve and learn and grow to even take mm-hmm. that step. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can't think that you know everything <laughs> if you're going to hire somebody to help you. There's also, and, there's also, but there's also the aspect where they may just not know what they need, you know? Sure. There's a possibility that you don't know that you need coaching. Uh, and Absolutely. the reason for that is you're, you're so full of yourself mm-hmm. or you're only talking to yourself or you, you feel you know it all or you don't know that you can step out and learn a little bit more, uh, getting somebody's external perspective in. You know, those challenges are there too, right? Absolutely. Uh, I think I've dealt more with someone will usually come to me for a specific reason. And while eventually we may handle whatever that challenge was, they usually end up getting something totally different. You know, whatever they think is the problem is usually not the problem. It's usually something else. And it's almost always mindset related. And in every conversation that I have, I always go back to what I said a few minutes ago, which is the only thing that gets in your way is you. Your brain is not your friend. Your brain is telling you terrible stuff a lot of the time. I mean, if I walked up to you on the street and said some of the things that you say to you, you'd punch me in the mouth. It's, it's, not, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we think that that voice in our head is telling us the truth. And it, it really gets in the way for so many people, in, in, well, for everybody, really. At one point in time, it gets in the way. And learning how to um, manage that, learning how to uh, put that where it belongs so that you can get on with what you actually need to do. Uh, that's a that's a skill that you can develop. You know, one thing that you talked about is choices, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. have this um, choice paralysis. You know, they're going through you know a, a rolodex of choices, not knowing where to begin or where to stop. Um, yeah. And and then the the and the decisions that they make are also not rational anymore. So, what do you do there? You know, how how do you how do you help someone with those kinds of issues? Oftentimes it comes down to answering one question and I've actually, every client I've ever had, I ask them one question, which is where do you want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. No one's ever answered the question. I get a lot of, uh, mm, uh. <laughs> and choice oftentimes, especially in business comes down to what's your vision? Where do you want to go? It, it's, if you don't know that, it's like sitting down at a restaurant and not ordering any food and just hoping that they're going to bring you something that you'll like. Um, it might happen. You might get something you like. You might not. And I think oftentimes in business and really life in general, if you can't look out in front of you and say, this is where I want to go, it's really hard to decide what action is best to take now. Should I turn right or should I turn left? Well, if you don't know where you're going, how will you know? So that's the first place I always start with any kind of choice paralysis is where do you want to end up? And usually that completely informs your choice. Mm-hmm. What, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, artist mind. Well, 
quite honestly, I just, I needed a new name <laughs> for my business. I was changing the structure around and I thought, well, how do I encompass everything I do under one umbrella? I used to keep uh, music, my whole music life, this touring around with a bunch of guys on the weekends or, you know, a week in Europe or wherever, very separate from coaching people. And for a while, I guess I felt like I had to, like musicians wouldn't think I was, I don't know, cool or the real deal or a professional if I was doing this other thing. And I thought that maybe business people would be like, you know, how are you going to help me? You're the musician guy. What do you know? Mm -hmm. So I kept it really separate for a while and it really started to bother me. So um, part of what happened with Artist Mind is just trying to bring those things together, uh, which is where the name came from. And now primarily I use that as the, uh, you know, title of my coaching business. If you go to uh, artistmind.co, that's kind of my coaching website. And that's where you can connect with me and find out what I'm about. Okay. And then in terms of your coaching, do you follow any kind of a structure, any kind of uh, how you set it out? Or is it more custom tailored? It's a little of both. I start in the same place with everybody. Um, and again, it has everything to do with how do we look at how you're getting in your way or what's keeping you stuck or what's uh, um, making it so that you can't get past this particular challenge that you're having. Uh, and then we move on from there and it becomes much more customized based on what is that person actually looking for. And how do you, how do you, uh, these people find you? Well, that's a great question because before, uh, the pandemic, I was just out in the world and I would meet a bunch of people and some of those people wanted a coach. Uh, after that, I've had to kind of, you know, take things back online. Uh, so these days, if you don't find me out in person or you might hear me on a podcast, then you just go to, you know, artistmind.co or, you know, some people follow me on Instagram or Facebook and I try to post the occasional useful thing, not just what I'm eating for dinner on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh and how about the music production podcast? You have that, right? So tell us about that. Uh, actually, the my podcast, uh, I have a podcast partner named Miles Hansen. And I met Miles because at least uh, last year, he was calling himself a marketer. I think he's rethinking that at the moment, but he's steeped in digital marketing and how it works. I've coached a lot of marketers and uh, worked with a lot of marketers. Uh, I have failed at digital marketing an enormous amount of times. I've quit it. I've gone back to it. I've quit it again. Uh, I'm very well versed in the pitfalls. And Miles and I had this great conversation one day about all the things we didn't like about marketing in general. And one thing in particular is we're both somewhat introverted people. I'm not the kind of person that wants to stand up, you know, in the middle of a room and go, me, 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 all the time. Right. You know, which may sound strange for somebody who can get on stage and sing and play in front of people, but that's a very um, 
specific thing. I can get up there and do that, or I can have this conversation with you, and then I'm going to need to go away and not be around people and recharge a little bit. And so much of marketing and being successful and putting yourself out there is it seems to be about how loud can you be, right? So we started a, a podcast called The Subtle Art of Not Yelling. So basically how to grow a business without having to be the loudest person in the room. Um, and I don't know that we actually even have an answer to that question. It's not like we're saying, hey, we're experts in it. We just have conversations about it and about what we're going through and how we're dealing with it. And then we get a bunch of other people to come be guests. And yes, we've had some, or we've had a number of musicians uh, and, and some other folks too. So it's been a lot of fun. We just launched in, in September. I really love it. So, you, so you've, you've coached people for quite a bit of time, right? So have you taken notice of the evolution of this coaching space where it's kind of become open? Like, you know, anybody can be a coach is, is what yeah. they say today. And like you said, there's a lot of people out there who can post, I wore this today, I ate this for breakfast, I ate this for lunch kind of stuff. <laughs> and still try to get eyeballs, right? Uh, yeah. So what's, what's your take on that? The, the change, or I don't know whether you call it the evolution or the devolution of the coaching space. Well, I'm probably of two minds about it in that I love that there are more people becoming coaches and more people looking to get coached. Uh, I, I honestly think if you are in business, if you don't have a coach, you're crazy. A coach, a mentor, something, some kind of support outside of you, um, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so I'm glad that that conversation is increasing in the world. Um, at the same time, uh, if you're on LinkedIn and you're a coach, you are preyed upon <laughs> by people. I, I can't tell you how many ads I get per week you know, or, or connections that are, you know, I get clients for coaches and I just, I mean, I just turn them off because it's all the same thing. And the one thing that's missing is, okay, there's a lot of people telling coaches how to get clients, but how many people are out there telling coaches how to be a great coach, how to listen deeply, how to really support someone? Um, how to use your experience to um, illuminate something for someone else. Um, I, I don't see a whole lot of that. I'd like to see more of that. Um, I'd like to, I'd like for, I get some network connections for that instead of, Hey, let me market you as a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people find your podcast? Uh, they can find that at, of course, on all the, you know, normal Spotify's and Apple's and all mm -hmm. that, but it's uh, the subtle art of not yelling. So it's subtle art of not yelling.com. No, the, um, yeah, that's where you can find the podcast. And we are right now we're, we're on a every other week release schedule because we were scared of every week. Uh, and what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I would say the best way is uh, you can certainly find me on Instagram at mindartcoach and you can send me a message there or just go to my website at artistmind.co. 
Awesome. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story and all that you do. Before you. I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share. Mm. Yeah. So uh, if you hadn't noticed, and it doesn't matter when this airs, this will still work. The world is crazy right now. And here's the two things I have to say about that. Number one, the world has always been crazy. We just get it in our inbox now every day. Instead of looking out there and worrying about it, just look around you. Look around you right now. Take a deep breath and look around you at all you have and what's going on in this moment. Because that's all there is. It'll change your whole day. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the very best on your journey. Thank you so much.